Cliff and Can, and this week's show is all about the importance of getting outside and walking in the hills or just experiencing some time outside in nature. And my oh my, after the events of the last week, where here in the UK our PM has resigned after only six chaotic weeks in office, making her the shortest serving Prime Minister in history. And in the midst of all of that turmoil, it's easy to forget that there's a shattered human being at the centre of it all. And I remember reading that when Hillary Clinton was defeated in the American presidential elections, she went for a hike, she got herself out into the hills, and maybe tomorrow that's what Liz Truss should do. Here in Manchester, our relationship with open spaces and rambling into the hills that surround our industrial city are deeply woven. Last week, when I was feeling a bit out of sorts, I visited Manchester's new Green Sky Park, which is a National Trust community project where a disused Victorian viaduct has been transformed into a magical garden. And we visited on a beautiful autumn day. And as we stood there under this beautiful green space in this incredibly urban and industrial centre, our guide told us that there were three million rivets in this viaduct. It's only a short viaduct, but, but even in that short space, there was three million rivets, which were done by hand by a group of men who lived under the viaduct when they were actually constructing it. And it was an incredibly dangerous thing to do. Many of them died. No health and safety. That's what they had to endure. And this hyper-industrialisation of Manchester puts such a strain on people that any chance to get outside into the hills or into any green space was just an incredible relief. And earlier this year, I was lucky enough to be invited to talk to some of those who were gathered to celebrate and remember the 90th anniversary of the Kinder Mass Trespass, when members of the Young Communist League gathered at Kinder Scout on the outskirts of Manchester to highlight the fact that walkers were denied access to open countryside. Here is the poet Helen Darby talking about the importance of open space and the relief of being able to gather outside. In the period that the Kinder Trespass was happening, so 1932, the contrast between the, the working conditions and the living conditions in Manchester and then the, the use of this area as leisure this territory for leisure which was yeah that would that was a huge relief for the workers of, of Manchester and Salford to be able to come out here I think during the you know earlier than that in, in 19th century when the industrial revolution was happening in these areas there were horrific conditions out here as well so if you go up to Bugsworth Basin, Canal Basin, and go and look at where the, the industry, the, the smelting the, that was going on in that area and read contemporary accounts of what was going on there, it's easily in, uh, is comparable or surpasses the dark satanic mills of the city. Um, so it, it is interesting if you go back more into history, into sort of 
18th, 19th centuries, there were pocket wherever they wherever there was mining wherever there was smelting wherever there was transportation hubs there was uh, horrendous conditions for the, the working class of those times so the mill workers as well dust the deafening noise of the mills you know i'm in new mills where there were seven working mills previously um through about 150 years and those working class people suffered as well but yeah when you get to to 1932 and you, you you're talking about the Socialists of of Salford and Manchester looking to escape their life and get what the you know the song the Manchester Rambler talks about the the recreation the relief um, the ability to assemble with comrades in a outdoor space when you know the the camp that that generated the the trespass in the first place for example it was incredibly valuable. So it's really been really interesting today to walk around and see, as I say, that the people who are remembering the, the kinder trespass. And then we've got Caroline Lucas coming here to talk um, today. We've got, you know, we've got people who are concerned about climate. We've got people who are concerned about rights to access. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in that. How do, how do we keep the line alive? And, yeah, this area, Manchester up to kinder the, the the kinder plateau can you know kinder scout kinder low kinder downfall all of it has a massive resonance for me and i think it, it's partly because uh, of the train line i've never learned to drive and so it's all this has always been where i was brought so my parents used to take me to the blue john caverns when i was a kid um i i it's always been here. It's always been like this is the beacon out to me out of Manchester and Salford. It's always been that train line and getting off here or at Edale, um and walking. And that it, it's it's always meant a, a really great deal to me. And I'm very grateful to be able to now walk up Kinder from my house without even getting on a, a form of transport. During the mass trespass, six of the Ramblers were arrested and received jail sentences ranging from two to six months. One of those arrested was John Anderson. And here is his niece, Dorothy Collins, talking about her memories of her uncle and the impact that his actions had on both him and the wider family. My uncle that was in prison for the six months... He served the longest time. He carried it all through his life up until him dying. He never got over it. He was actually writing to the government for a pardon and they were saying that they'd no record of the matter at all. But every time we went to visit him, that's more or less what he talked about, uh, the injustice of it. Very big impact on his life, yeah, very big impact. It's like Lisa saying she feels proud that he, that he was involved in that. My mother and his, his sisters and brothers might not have seen it the same way then, all that time ago, you know. And they also wasn't ramblers, like Uncle John was. My mother and all, his sister, they never spoke about it. She didn't want to speak about it. So I don't really know what she believed happened. But, but 
or what she felt about it, you know, and his involvement in it, because she never really wanted to speak about it. And it also affected um, the same, I don't think Auntie Jean ever spoke about it to us neither. I suppose it was because he'd been imprisoned, you know, sense of shame, yeah. Dorothy told me that John Anderson continued to ramble until his death and his ashes are scattered on Kinder Scout. Taking a stand is brave. And now, 90 years later, we can look back at the impact of John Anderson's action. National parks have been established and walkers' rights to travel through common land and uncultivated upland are protected by the Countryside and Rights of Way Act, known as the Crow Act. But we should also keep in mind Dorothy's words, he never got over it, when describing the impact of the trespass on John's life. Most of us are not called to act. We merely benefit from the actions of others. Let's hear Helen Darby, who lives in the High Peak and often writes about the interweaving of place, time, class and identity, read their powerful poem, 1932 Kinder Scout, written especially for the 90th anniversary. So yeah, really, really gratified and excited to be reading the poem. Um, never expected to be reading it when I wrote it on the, uh, on the 90th anniversary. It really means a lot. So this is called 1932 Kinder Scout. He is rolling a cigarette, one-handed. Lick, spittle, rough flakes picked from a lip. Smoking out the push-down window as the train puffs itself to Hayfield and our ascent. Through William Clough, rough-shorted, a fire with comradeship and the broad shouldering of our collective burden. We will walk ten and twenty abreast, hearts beating with the fast knowledge that we will stand down the keepers. Claim this ground, fern and bracken, stone and lichen, brooks babbling and curlews crying all. We can see it from Salford. It calls to us, saves us, makes us more than slaves, makes us whole. The burn of cold breath in our chests, the shared sun on our backs, the hard-earned pint gulped down. This leisure we will take, a right to a lungful, not in service to bosses, not sold. He is raising his stick to cry tally and we are running towards them. Cotton grass trampling and fate in our gasping, muscle and sinew and bone. Arrested tomorrow, fell in Spain in an annum, drowned on a French beach in five years, or sung out forever in pub parlours, at rallies and across fields far from home. 
We are land set in motion, fraternity flowing like rivers. No moment is only, no working man is alone. Also in Hayfield for the Kinder Mass Trespass anniversary was Kate Ashbrook. And Kate has dedicated her life to campaigning for our right to roam in the countryside. She has been the General Secretary of the Open Spaces Society, Britain's oldest national conservation body for more than 35 years. And she was also the first woman and youngest ever chair of the Ramblers Association. I asked Kate what drove her to take leadership roles. Well, I think it is uh, my passion for the cause and my belief in people having rights and that the rights they have should be properly protected and that they should have more rights. And because I believe in it so strongly, I just fought for it. Becoming a leader was sort of luck in a way. You know, I didn't kind of set out to become a leader, although when opportunities arose, you know, I did uh, compete for them sometimes. But... The great thing was to be right in there, able to make a difference or feeling I could make a difference. Something that really popped out for me when I was reading about you is the point that you made that during your 36 years as a trustee, I have never missed a meeting. Yeah. Well, I just always put it first. I mean, I was lucky I didn't get ill or something, you know, but I just made sure that I was always available because I so believed in going to those meetings and being a part of it and consistently and and doing the the hard yards yes and the things that people don't see that is to me a great definition of leadership not there just when there's a public event but for oh, all yeah. of the things that go into that yes great amount of planning and yes giving support and and looking forward we've obviously gone through this pandemic where our outdoor spaces have become even more of a solace yeah. to to people, where walking is it, it is something that is so vital now. To to I mean, it's always been vital, but it's even yeah, more vital. Yeah. So, what would you like to see happen? Well, I I would like to see the government actually doing what it says it will do, which is to uh, increase access for the public, and to do that by um, keeping its promises in the 25-year plan and putting uh, money, giving money to farmers to create uh, paths and access as part of their agricultural payments and taking money away from those who block paths because that is a criminal offence. Public paths are highways in law, like any road. So I'd like them to see, see them being really robust on that. I'd like to see them putting money into um, access itself and recognising that the huge health and wealth, well-being benefits actually are saving money on the NHS. You know, so it's, a, it's an investment and they just don't seem to see it that way. You know, it's pathetic what they put in. It's crazy. I mean, you, you know, you've said as well, we're not a fringe group. We are mainstream. We change lives and we save lives. Yes, that's absolutely it. Yes. By getting people out, out there. Yeah, we really are. And you, know, you hear wonderful stories of people who lead groups of... Uh, people with you know, disabilities, people with dementia, um, 
groups that we that are organized for carers for other people you know it, it really does it's the thing they look forward to each week and it's so important to them let's complete this celebration of the outdoors and take a moment to think what it means to the next generation Helen Darby reads a year six pupil's poem, which was shown in the Hayfield Village Hall. So I just want to give a special shout out to year six, Rufus Barber, for his incredible poem about kinder, which goes 1932, Benny Rothman made a walk that made the law change. Pain, joy, sufferance. Some people were arrested, but many were not. Five souls arrested to win the freedom of others. What heroic deeds. Happiness and tears that changed the law forever. Wow, how important. Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please drop me an email at Anne at ifancan.com Please also follow and rate the podcast. It makes a big difference. Thank you.